0: salvation tonight, so much to be thankful for, so much the Lord does for us, so much he protects us from, we don't even see it come, and don't even know it's there, but he takes care of us, and that makes us grateful, and we serve him because we are grateful, that's why we're here tonight to pray, it's because we're grateful for who he is, And that's it. There are people in this world, as I told you this morning, there are seven Christians in Nepal who are in jail tonight for sharing the gospel. Because of new government laws, that says there is no conversion of religion now in Nepal. These guys knew that whenever they went out in the field. They knew that whenever they went to share the gospel. They got caught. And they're now in jail, but we know that God can get them out. He's no respecter of persons. And I believe that just like the, those uh, doors fell open in the jail when Paul was there, I think that God can do that again. And I think that the people that know about this, that we are able to be able to pray and make that difference just like they were in the house. But then I pray that we're not unbelieving when they come knocking at the door that the Lord saved them from it and got them out of it. We pray with expectancy. And if we pray with the Spirit leading us, then we'll always be praying the way we should be. I want to talk to you tonight about the salvation that you have. The salvation that we're grateful for. I want you to understand and know that there are some costs to being a follower of Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. There are some costs to being a follower of Jesus Christ. Make no mistake about it. I don't want to stutter or stammer. I don't want to get you tripped up. I'm not talking about tonight of how salvation comes. I'm not trying to take away from what was done at the cross. That is the only way we can be saved is through Jesus Christ and the work that he did at Calvary. That's it. We got to believe on him, but there is some cost following Jesus in Luke 14 and 28 said for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it in everyday life we count the costs we're sitting here praying about taking another child in and then we do that that's going to be some cost because we've got to put two walls up to make another room and we need to know what it's going to cost that's going to play a big part in whether or not we're going to do it or not I believe if God lays it on our heart he's going to make the way but we count the cost, right? we go look at a new automobile or a used automobile we count the cost of whether or not it's going to pay for itself I'd love to have a nice tractor to occasionally go down the wood and get some get some wood out and stuff like that but I can't see putting money into it because it's going to take a whole lot of work of wood to get it in mm-hmm. for it to pay for itself and so I have to count the costs and say do I want to sink the money into that and it's not going to bring me much of a return we do that every day don't we? We get ready to build a house or buy a house you count the costs are we going to go on vacation? Are we going to go to the assembly? We count the costs because it's going to cost. And they ain't going to just give you a, a room because you're a Jesus follower. And they ain't going to feed you just because you're a follower of Jesus. you got to count the cost. So we do that all the time. So that's what the Lord is getting at. There is sacrifice when we serve Jesus Christ. Don't make any mistakes about it. There will be sacrifice. It costs little to be a mere outward Christian. Attending church service once a week. Being tolerably moral during the week. That's what most people think that being a Christian is. I've made my appearance in church. I've been pretty good this week. I hadn't done too much bad. I haven't hit the, bad, the big bads, I've hit only the little bads. And therefore. That is being a Christian. Can I tell you what, brothers and sisters? There are thousands of people in this world tonight who have that same mindset. That same mindset. That's all they ever do for their religion. And it's a cheap and easy way. It's a cheap and easy work. Can I tell you, whenever you get down to real serious... Christianity, what the Bible teaches us, it teaches us about self-denial. It teaches us about self-sacrifice. Self-sacrifice tonight, had I not been eager to serve the Lord Jesus, would have kept me at home on the couch, in the cool. Maybe watching golf, maybe maybe letting sweetie watch me sleep, I don't know. But it takes some self-sacrifice had to get up and put the suit back on it takes self sacrifice self denial salvation isn't cheap look at what jesus christ did at the cross you realize that he was separated from god the father god had to turn his back on him whenever all the sin of the world came on him that he did what needed to be done he did he 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 stepped up to the plate and he put his man pants on. He put his God pants on. And he says, I'm going to get it done. Even knowing that his heavenly father had to turn his back on him. That separation alone was hard enough for him to maybe not want to do it. But it was self-sacrifice. It needed to be done. And that was his love for you and me. And for those that don't know him yet in this world, that was his love for them. And for all that have been saved and those that we preached a funeral this week of a wonderful lady who was a server of Jesus Christ who, who really knew what grace was. Not only did she freely receive it, she freely gave it. That was a good testimony for her. She understood what grace was. It ain't cheap, folks. Serving the Lord ain't cheap. And we shouldn't cheapen it down. We shouldn't dumb it down. You see... The Bible teaches us that following Christ is costly. There are enemies to overcome. There are battles to be fought. There are sacrifices to be made. There's an Egypt that has to be gotten out of. There's a wilderness that has to be gone through. There's a cross that has to be carried. And there's a race to run. All that is scriptural. That's what having Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior is about. So what's the cost? It costs us self-righteousness. Self-righteousness is just how good I am. We live in a world today that likes to talk about how good we are, and we love a good pat on the back. And we like to let everybody know everything we've had our hands in on and everything we've done. Look what I did. That's self-righteousness. Not look what Jesus did and I got to be there. That's the kind of thing. Look what I've built. Look what I've done. That's a self-righteousness. And that is one of the costs that comes in uh, to being a follower of Jesus Christ. It's going to cost us this self-righteousness. You see, we don't trust in our own morality. We don't trust in our own respectability. We don't trust in our own praying, as we're going to do here in a minute. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us in prayer tonight. We don't trust in our own Bible reading. Because I've talked to a lot of people that do some Bible reading. Yeah, they know how to read, but to discern what the Word is saying, they miss it. We like to apply it how we want it, and that's where self-righteousness is a very dangerous thing. Or our church going, our own church going, can be something of self-righteousness. Our only trust needs to be in Jesus and Him alone. Whenever we get to the end of the day, it's what Jesus did. It's going to cost us sin. Be willing to give up anything that is wrong in God's sight. And that is going to be a sacrifice. That's going to be a battle. We have to set our aim against it. We have to fight with it. We have to battle with it. We have to crucify it. We can't have any secret truce with pet sins. No matter what they are. I want you to understand tonight there's a cost to serving Jesus Christ. The ones that we like. Those sins that we like. And I know this sounds hard. But our sins many times are as dear to us as our own children are. We love them. We pet them. We cleave to them. We defend them. We defend them with the Bible sometimes. You see, we can't take just parts of the... We got to take it all because... Where we might get out of line over on this side with a piece of scripture, there's another piece of scripture that helps hold it in check so it all functions the way it's supposed to be, so that it doesn't get bent out of shape. And that is the kind of thing that happens to us, so it's going to cost some sin. Ezekiel 18 and 31, Cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed and get yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Daniel 4 and 27, Therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. In Isaiah 1 and 16, Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. It's going to cost to be a Christian, a true Christian. I'm not talking about showing up at church once, once in a while or once a week. I'm talking about this. This is where the rubber meets the road. It's going to cost us love of an easy life or of easiness. We must be like we are on the battlefield standing guard and waiting for the enemy to come and pounce on us because that's what he is seeking to do. And we have to be grounded. We must ever be on watch. We must ever be following what he gives us. Because if we get lazy about it, anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm going to preach for a second about me. I know I went through a time I got lazy about church. We lived in Lynchburg. And, man, I tell you what, after you missed one, it was easy to miss two. It was easy to miss three. It was easy to miss four. Then conviction started hitting and people started saying, Well, where y'all been? What's going on? And the next thing you know, all kinds of stuff's going on inside your head and then you start defending what you're doing and they're the bad guys. That's what we do whenever we get away, when we start getting lazy about the work of the Lord. Let me tell you, This is a short life. It is just a mist is all this life is. So we have to stand strong. No matter what comes at us, we must stand strong. It's not going to be an easy walk following Jesus. Now I'm not talking about works to be saved. I'm talking about you saved and the works are going to be there. There is work to be done. Proverbs 13 and 4, the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of of the diligent shall be made rich. It's going to cost us the favor of this world. That goes back to self-righteousness. We like a good pat on the back. You see, you need to be content as a believer in Christ to be thought ill of by men in order to please God sometimes. Let me say that again. This is what it's going to cost. Sometimes men ain't going to like you and they ain't going to like what you stand for for Christ but you're doing what God told you to do. And you got to stand strong and remember He's the one you're serving. Amen? we got to have that. So that that means it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be easy. John 15 to 21 Remember the word that I said to you A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me they will also persecute you. If they kept If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. It costs to be a Christian, but it's worth the saving of our souls. I think sometimes we miss the boat because we want to see people saved, and that's great. But sometimes when we're laying in this altar with somebody and they're seeking the Lord, they're seeking salvation, we need to let them know exactly what they're up against. We need to let them know there's some things in their lives that they're going to have to say no to. There's some things in their lives they don't want to do that they got to do now, that they should want to do. Why? Because it's in the Word. And that's what we have to do. That is why whenever tribulation comes, when trouble comes, you know, you see the people and they're on fire for God, and you're like, wow, what a superman for Jesus. And six months later, they lose their job, something happens, and the next thing you know, they're out. They didn't count the cost. And nobody told them that they needed to count that cost. This is what it is to serve Jesus Christ. There's going to be some trouble that's going to come down the pike. It costs to serve Jesus Christ. It costs to be a Christian. And how much more? There's billion-dollar industry going on in the medical field today that every time we get sick, get a cough, don't feel right, we run to the doctor. Pay a $15 copay, they charge a couple thousand dollars to the insurance company. They do their st- stuff that they do. I, th- I think some of it's probably crooked, but you know, crooked people help crooked people, so that's just how it goes. But the point is, when we get sick, we go to the doctor. When we go to the doctor, the doctor says, Well, if you want to live, I got to take this out of you. If you want to live, I got to cut this arm off. It's cancerous, it's gangrene. My brother had to have his big toe took off because he got gangrene in it. The doctor said, it's this simple. We take this off, probably going to save you. You're going to live to be a nice old man. You leave this in a month, you're going to be dead because there's going to be poison in your body that we cannot combat. And yet we make these kind of decisions. They count the cost. They count the cost. We count the cost every day, and it's no different in our spiritual lives. And if you don't count the cost, then you end up being like the Hebrews coming out of Egypt. They was all happy for the Lord to deliver them. didn't take them but three days. Three days. Four hundred and some years, four hundred and ten years in bondage, praying and begging God to get us out of it in three days. Ready to go back to Egypt. Why? They didn't count the cost. Had to go a day without some water maybe. Had this going on and that going on. Had some enemies that had to be fought. Can I tell you something? You're going to be a follower of Christ. That enemy is going to come at you. Get ready for it. Get used to it. You don't have to like it. But know that it's coming and stand up. Call upon the brethren to be prayer warriors for you. Call upon the word of God to show you something you need to see. But understand, following Christ is going to cost. And there's going to be some battles that will be fought. In John 6 and 66... From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Jesus Christ himself had people that were walking with him on this earth that whenever it got a little too tight, whenever it got a little bit where it wasn't comfortable no more, all of a sudden they didn't walk with him no more. They didn't count the cost. In Mark 6 and 20, For Herod feared John, knowing, this is John the Baptist, Charlie preached on him this morning, knowing that he was a just and holy man. Herod knew he was a just and holy man, and he protected him. Wow. And when he heard him, he did many things. And heard him gladly. He heard him gladly. He knew he was a just man. He knew he was a godly man. And he protected him until John had to bring the message he didn't want to hear. It cost John his head. John knew the cost. Herod was a follower for a while but he didn't count the cost and he didn't last he didn't stand with it Second Timothy 4 and 10 for Demas has forsaken me having loved, loved this present world and has departed for Thessalonica Demas who was once a man who was going around with Paul preaching the gospel doing the work of God fell in love with the world there was something there that he didn't get under control there was something there he didn't put on that cross that we are to bear our own crosses Something he didn't put there, and it caused him to walk away. Now, am I I preaching this right, Brother Bays? You've been around a minute or two. I didn't mean it like that. They didn't count the cost, and therefore they didn't last. They didn't last with the faith. In Luke 14 and 25, Now great multitudes went with him, And he turned and said to them, now get a load of this one. This is heavy. This is heavy. If any, and these words are in red, so Jesus said them. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross... Whatever those things are that's beating you up, that you're battling, they got to be crucified, they got to be nailed to the cross. Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Now, we can't wiggle around that, and this world spends a lot of time wiggling around it. Well, God's love. Well, guess what? Keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on walking down the road you're on, and God's going to let some things happen so he can get you attention. Because I'm going to tell you, it costs to be a Christian. It didn't cost you nothing for the salvation. That was done by Jesus Christ. But to follow him and to have him in your life, it's going to cost. And it's going to cost a lot if there's a lot of flesh winning. Got to look at the prof- uh, the profit and the loss margin in Mark 8 and 36. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Just what's your soul worth? What you going to sell it out for? Bigger bank account, extra house, beach house, doesn't matter. Whatever it is. The praise and the blame in Matthew 5 and 11. Blessed are ye when they revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. That lets you know right now, as a follower of Jesus Christ, there's going to be some trouble. There's going to be some people that ain't going to like you. They're going to talk bad about you. They're going to try to tear you down. But they did it to the prophets. Jesus said, they did it to me. They're going to do it to you. You might as well get used to it. It's going to cost to follow Jesus Christ. Make no mistake about it. You're looking for the easy life. You're looking for a salvation that ain't no good. It ain't out of the Bible. Did I just say that? I did, didn't I? It's going, to call, it's going to look at the friends and the enemies, Luke 12 and 5. But I will show you whom you shall fear. Fear him who after he has killed has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. We worry about people, we worry about governments, we worry about all these things, but the Bible said, no, you need to worry about the one that also has the ability and the power to cast your soul into hell. That's the one that you fear. And I'm going to tell you what, when you fear him and whenever you've got the right kind of relationship with him, a lot of this other junk goes away. You don't worry about it. Because you know he's the only one that's got your future in his hands, and he has that power to cast you into hell. Oh, we're to fear him. This life now and this life to come in 2 Corinthians 4 and 17 for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far and more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That's how we walk through this life. We understand and know that the now might not be that great, but we're looking for eternity. We're looking for what's happening down the road. We're looking to spend eternity with the Lord. And whenever we get that race done, it might happen to some of us tonight going home. My question to you are you ready? And my other question to you is if you ain't get ready and while you're getting ready, count the cost. It's going to cost a little something to follow Jesus. Noah, he built an ark. For a hundred years, he was a. Pounding away, building an ark because they said it was going to rain. Nobody knew anything about rain. People were ridiculing him. But he trusted God. Him and his boys got out and they labored and they built a boat. They built a boat, that got everything, everything on, the Lord got everything on. He got what he needed to be done. He listened to what the Lord told him, but he put up with some ridicule. You gotta look at Moses. Moses was raised as Pharaoh's daughter's boy. Man, I mean, you know, he could have been the next ruler of Egypt. A lot of wealth there, a lot of power there. But God had something else going on. And he followed what the Lord did. He walked away from all of that to serve God. And think about the life he had. He went and spent time in the wilderness. He meets up with God. That's a great story. Oh, he met up with God. God sends him back he has to go against his, his stepbrother, so to speak and he don't like him he has to tell these people to follow him because we're following God and they're all happy once uh, they start moving out but for the next 40 years all he heard was mumbling and complaining he left the good life to go to the better life we say it's not the good life he left the good life to go to a better life he served God There's going to be a day we're going to be in heaven and we're going to see him there. And he went through some junk, didn't he? As a leader, he went through a whole lot. But that was the path that he needed to go. And then we got Saul, the the super Pharisee. Had a lot of knowledge with him. He was an up-and-coming superstar in, in Jerusalem. Jesus had another plan. When he walked away from it, didn't he take beatings, didn't he spend time in prison and in the end he died for the cause of Christ by having his head chopped off he went for the best move it costs something to serve Jesus Christ make no mistake about it it's going to cost so I'm going to ask you a question what does your Christianity cost you? if it doesn't cost you trouble if it doesn't cost you time if it doesn't cost you some time and thought if it doesn't cost you some care, if it doesn't cost you some pains, if it doesn't cost you some reading in the Bible or spending time in prayer, if it doesn't cost you that time, if it doesn't cost you self-denial, if it doesn't cost you some conflict or some labor of any kind for the cause of Christ, then that's a religion that's not from the Bible. Don't deceive yourselves. That's what the Word is telling us. Don't be deceived. But I'm going to tell you now, brothers and sisters, if this is you, and you've had some conflict and you've had some lonely nights of prayer, so to speak, long nights of prayer, then it's well worth it. I want to urge you to press on because we ain't got much farther to go. It's almost over. It's almost over. This life is but a vapor. It's almost over. Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on keep praying tonight prayers I got a prayer request in there for my niece Bethany been praying for her for months and I'm going to keep pressing on because I know that God can deliver her keep pressing on keep pressing on because if we do that the benefits are out of this world whenever we serve Jesus amen have you counted the cost Have you gone through something in the last six months that's been weighty and heavy? Is that a part of that cost of serving Jesus? Stay with him anyway. I pray that this went to you. I pray that this went into you. I pray that this will do something for you. And now, let's all pray. I want us, if we can, some guys and gals get together, just team up two two by two. Jesus did that a lot in the Bible He sent them out by twos Take your prayer request And get with the lady ladies And get with a guy guys And let's spend some time Praying for these requests Let's spend some time And for this word tonight Ask yourself before you start praying Before you stop praying Have I counted the cost Because it ain't easy And if it's easy might want to rethink it because it's not the Christianity of the Bible